What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Pit Life Barbecue Podcast coming to you live. Well, actually, today is recorded, but you get the point. Coming to you from the Uncle Steve Shake Studios in Center Barnstead, New Hampshire. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <clears throat> well, like I had said, this we're recording this on Sunday morning because it is officially kicked off our crazy season um, at the post office with the packages and mail volume and all that good stuff. And for any of you out there who have always questioned the authenticity of my statements of how we go crazy, today's guest can vouch for me. Not only a fellow podcaster, of his podcast, the Christmas Clatter podcast, available Apple, Spotify, wherever you get it, YouTube, but also a friend and also a brother letter carrier. So he can vouch for every word that has ever come out of my mouth on how we run, go wild during the Christmas season at the post office. So without any further ado, let's bring him on. Ladies and gentlemen, from the Christmas Clatter podcast, please welcome my good friend and brother, Todd Killian. Todd, what's up, brother? Not much, Johnny. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Oh, no worries, brother. Like I said, we tried to come up with a couple dates last year, and like you said, am I lying? Now, well, I'm going to say this. Of all the stuff you've said about the Postal Service, for your listeners and viewers out there, whatever you have in your mind, times it by at least 10, maybe 100, because it is a tough job to explain to people who aren't in there every day and dealing with all the alphabet soup of bureaucracy we have to we have to deal with. So, Oh, yeah. You know, it's fill this form out. What, what do you mean you need two hours? Yeah. What do you want me to tell you? Yeah. yeah. Me and Johnny could sit here and have a conversation and just say letters and numbers, and we'd know what each other was talking about. <laughs> we, we, we could start the, the, the post office podcast, but we'd both probably get fired for doing it. <laughs> but but yeah i'm excited about today you know like i said it's we're kicking off the christmas season and during christmas i um i always like i always record episodes ahead of time mm -hmm. normally on usually on veterans day because we i got have the day off right but uh with with leaving the studio and doing it from the house now it, it didn't quite work out that well. So we're doing them, we're trying to record on Sundays for to post them up on Monday at the normal time and all that good stuff. So, like I said, is Christmas with barbecue? Not exactly. But like I have said for the past five years, it's the Pit Life Barbecue Podcast where we talk everything barbecue and mm -hmm. a lot of other things you talk around the pit. Christmas, obviously, being one of them. So we're going to have some fun. I like to have the December episodes. I just like to have fun with. Yep. So getting to talk to you today is going to be an absolute blast. We're going to get in into some traditions, you know, what you like to do, what you you have a very interesting um, tradition actually coming up, which, you know, a man of my stature, you know, with my chisel physique, 
Yep. This day works well. Yep. But um, and then we'll get into a little controversy. I love it. Much like the beans and chili in the barbecue world of a specific Christmas movie. But Todd, please tell everybody listening and watching, you know, who you are, um, how you got into the podcast, you know. Uh, family, wife, kids, pets, alligators, whatever you got going on. <laughs> well, I am. I've been a letter carrier for 18 years now. Uh, married, four kids, a dog. Um, I started Christmas podcasting. Uh, well, you know, being a letter carrier, you have a lot of time by yourself. And so kind of got into the podcast realm and I've been a Christmas nut for basically my whole life i get that honestly from my mother and uh you know i was was the guy at high school that would take one of those big rectangle batteries like 12 volt battery things and put christmas lights in his locker and and all that stuff and and so i was walking around it was getting close to christmas time i was like there's got to be podcasts about christmas so i looked some up and there were just a handful at the time there was christmas pass by brian earl can't wait for Mm -hmm. christmas um Tim Babs, tis the podcast with those guys in uh, in things, and binge through all of them pretty quickly. And I thought, man, I like to talk about Christmas. That way, I don't drive my family nuts all the time, you know. And uh, so I, just, you know, got in touch with uh, Brian Earl Christmas Past, and and uh, he helped me through it and launched Christmas Clatter in May. Doesn't really go to my. Uh, you know, show my intelligence. I, I launched a Christmas podcast in the month of May of 2019, <laughs> but, uh, but it, it worked out well. And, and then I've uh, been doing it consistently ever since the, the schedules changed somewhat and, and, and things, but, uh, and really enjoy it moved to, you know, still available as a podcast, but there's, uh, the episodes I live stream on YouTube, uh, because I like to talk about the hallmark ornaments and it's just mm-hmm. easier to show them than it is to describe them oh yeah podcast only so yeah nice yeah but like like you were saying out on the street all day and that's how i got into um listening to podcasts and you know i was racking my brain all day yesterday after we had uh you know we had messaged back and forth trying to get up set the uh the time uh-huh. and i'm like how did i find your podcast i can't for the life of me i cannot remember but it's leaning more towards one of those you know you're in the christmas time you got the everything going on and i think it was one of those um you know just the searches you know what is out there because it's very similar to me when i started this it was okay. Let's see what's out there for barbecue podcasts, and you saw, you know, the whole list came up. Right. So it was kind of one of those, and I'm like, Christmas Clatter, okay. And I listened to I, it; would have been the latest one at that point, and I and I really enjoyed it. So I literally went all the way back, started <laughs> at number one, and worked my whole way all up. Now that has to be that had to have been about two years ago. Uh huh. You know, and then, like you said, you had uh, started with the YouTube, which was good because you get the chat going. And, yeah, that's always, you fun. know, mm-hmm. and you end the show. But, you know, the the room is still live 
on right. you you know youtube so you, you get a little side conversation a little extra content yeah and uh and then found all types of the other podcasts mm-hmm. um you know through you which you know i thank you for you know because like i said christmas passed uh the hallmark one you yeah. know there's so many of them now yeah there's a lot that the christmas genre as a podcast has actually exploded it, it really has and it's it's really wild because it, um like when i first started there were like five or well even by the time i started there were a few more but when i first started listening there was like literally five or six and one of them hadn't posted in years so I, I, you know, still available, but hadn't updated in years. And um, a couple of years ago, Brian Earl started making a catalog of Christmas podcasts. And I think he got up to two hundred and something, you know. And uh, and a lot of them focus on a lot of. There's a lot that focus on like movies, you know, Hallmark specifically. Um, the thing I like about Christmas Clatter is you just never really know what it, I'm going to have because mm-hmm. I'll talk movies and music, you know, food, you know. Uh, ornaments, decorations, even have some episodes about how to deal with that, you know, depression that comes at Christmas time, you know, because that's important to address too, because it is part of Christmas, unfortunately, and just make sure that everybody's okay, you know, around the holidays. And, and that's always, you know, real important. And then I always have a, a, you know, a pastor friend of mine or something do a, 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 just a small sermon on Christmas Eve, you know, nothing, uh, over the top or crazy but just you know give some people some hope around mm-hmm. the holidays and and it's always well received and and i always always liken it to the uh like the classic variety shows that used to come on tv yeah where they're a little comedy a little serious a little singing dancing that kind of thing you know so no you like the old uh the old dean martin yeah the old dean martin that's exactly what i was thinking of yep that's a bit so Oh, that's fantastic. That's yeah. fantastic. But yeah, it's uh I'm not said, I've enjoyed it. <laughs> then you had um actually this past the newest episode, you know, thank you because I've been binging I've been binging that the uh the total Christmas podcast. Yeah. Which yeah, yeah. um with Jack. Yeah. And Jack's from England or uh-huh. the UK, however you wanna which gives a little bit different perspective. Yeah tradition wise uh-huh. and you know christmas music you know things like that so that was nice yeah jack's hilarious too oh i he, i was i was rolling he he's sneaky was, funny yeah <laughs> you know you said you're sitting there going did he really just say what i thought he said <laughs> yeah and he says it in the you know the quote unquote, you know the the british slang yeah, yeah. so it doesn't it, it comes across uh-huh on a yeah. different level than the actual meaning. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, so that was hilarious. Yeah. yeah but you know, you had said before um you know, you're kind of a self-proclaimed Christmas freak. Uh-huh. Which I agree with <laughs> and I absolutely love the one, you know, cuz obviously you got a Christmas podcast so your studio mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is great and you actually you just did it over last year yeah correct yep you know built this up so, in my basement so yeah so in the above your shoulder you got the albums and uh-huh. the lift the tree and everything in it and it's beautiful 
Uh-huh. And I just forgot where I'm going with this. Aha, I got it. It's back. Christmas trees. Uh-huh. Obviously, you have a Christmas tree behind you. Right. And and I'm I'm saying this a little tongue-in-cheek because I somewhat know the answer ballpark-wise, but I'm assuming you have, you know, another Christmas tree, you know, up in your living room, correct? So, you know, yes. t- a, a two-tree household. Uh, a 13-tree household. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we have a tree in every room, and a couple of the rooms have a couple of trees in them. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did that come about? The thirteen, because um, I know you had mentioned before, and you know I'm kind of sorry, I'm kind of stepping on because I do like with the podcast world. Let me pause for a moment. You get to know the person, and especially with with yours, you, you know, it's all on the Christmas, but you really let everybody into your the personal side of you. You yeah. know, so I know that a lot of this had come from your mother. Yeah. Because I think she has even more trees than you. Yeah, she has um, 25 trees up is what she puts up. And uh, and so it, it just kind of started. Of course, I love Christmas and Christmas decorations. So you get to the point where you get so many ornaments that one tree is not enough. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so we start, you know, just like put one in the master bedroom. And then, of course, the kids want one in their rooms. And like I said, we have four kids, so that's four rooms there. So five rooms total. And then you, we have a dining room. So it's like, well, we got plenty of room in there. And then put a small one in the kitchen and then, you know, entryway. So we we, we started there and put, you know, I built a uh, like a hall table to put my nutcrackers on. So we made that a, a nutcracker tree. Well, then I end up so many nutcracker ornaments that I had to put another little tree there next to that and like i said we got four kids so we get a lot of the when the kids make a handmade ornament mm-hmm. they explode like crazy so then we put another tree in the living room just for those <laughs> oh and then it's like so it just kind of it's kind of just that pro- progression you know they're all themed except for the main tree in the living room i always call that like the scrapbook tree because it's kind of got the most special stuff on it yeah and uh but you know it's like the dining room's done in like a uh, retro fifties kind of like that atomic style, you know. Okay. And then the the one in the kitchen, is, you know, it's all baking and cooking theme. Uh, we have woodland creatures in our bedroom. Uh, the kids are my boy's a big Kansas City Chiefs fan, so he's got a lot of Chiefs stuff on his. And my girls just my youngest girl, she just all got you know stuffed animal kind of things on there. And yeah. and my boy's in the cars and uh, like real cars not the movie so much anymore he's older but so he's got a bunch of hallmark's really great about making ornaments that are you know like you know replicas of cars that of past years and he loves all those so he's got all kinds of you know like 68 camaros in the car from uh fast and the furious and old yeah. pickup trucks and stuff on there things and so yeah just kind of just it's a, it's a slow progress and plus two my blow molds are building up so it's like we're and find places for those and and uh and things so it's just uh anytime i go like antique shopping or anything i see something that's that's unique it's like i'll grab it but it's like where are we gonna put it i'm like ah, i don't know we'll figure that out figure <laughs> it out later 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. But but yeah, it's a, a lot of uh, themed trees. Yeah, that makes it easier too. Yeah. When it's themed. So you know, because that's what we kind of have right now. Um, I have two trees myself. They actually they're both upstairs because I have a um. I'm a the house is a raised ranch, so it's really open. Yep. So the living room and the connect, yeah, the connection, the kitchen <laughs> are connected. Uh huh. So I have one tree in the living room, then in the back corner of the kitchen, I have another tree. And like I said, the one in the living room is the, I don't want to call it the sentimental ones, but they will definitely have the more meaning because they're all sentimental in their own way. Right. You know, but I got a lot of, um, my mother's ornaments yeah before she had passed so i have those and i don't know if you you've probably seen them i can't even remember when they came out i just remember them forever they're the the porcelain santas um the santas around the world oh yes yes so yeah. they'd have you know austria 1856 uh -huh. mexico yeah. 1709 you know things yeah. like that so we have all those and then you know, being a Holly rider, Holly Davidson comes out with a, a bulb each year. Uh -huh. So we started uh, collecting those back in, I believe, 2006. Yeah. So we have a, a tree in the kitchen has all those along with like the ones that the kids make and, yeah. you know, and it goes over. But I do see a third tree coming in the future. Yeah, because Mrs. Mags, my wife, and I have been perusing the Balsam Hill website. Yes, which is very dangerous. Yes, <laughs> so she's wait. got a couple ideas going yeah. on. So I, I, I see a tree coming down here at some point. Yeah, if you can wait till June, July, or August, mm -hmm. pull the trigger. If you wait till Labor Day, you wait it too long. That's right. Yeah, but. We, but see, but that's a beautiful thing about being a mailman. Uh huh. We kind of get the inside scoop uh -huh. because all the ads started coming. Yeah. Especially this year with Balsam Hill. I think this was yeah. the first year I remember seeing a, you know, a postcard flyer. Mm -hmm. You know, the the catalogs come in, but right. in all those, it was you know forty percent, fifty Christmas in July, sixty percent, mm -hmm. and on some of those items you need that 60 percent. oh yeah you do it we have we got a balsam hill a couple of years back for our main tree and it's well worth it i mean yeah we caught it on a good sale but it was well worth it for sure so you know have you uh have you ever thought of trying to track down one of the aluminum trees i've been tracking one down for years i just can't pull the trigger on the prices yeah. yet because they are I mean, they're expensive. Retro's in. Retro's in, and so I'm just waiting to to snag that that you know good deal where someone really doesn't know what they have. Not that I want to take advantage of anybody. I'll pay them a fair price, but some people are just just oh, yeah. nuts. But I'm always there's a uh, another listener of mine, uh, David. We're always messaging back and forth because he's looking for one too, and uh, and so if he finds one that's like closer to my area, he'll send it to me. But they're usually so crazy expensive, yeah. you know, that, uh, but one of these days I will have one. I just, 
you know. Yeah, it's it's it, it's it's wild, but you know that's really what the Christmas is. It's yeah. the, you know, it's the Christmas past, it's Christmas present, and it's Christmas future. Yeah, you know, it's all wrapped into one. So you know those old things, and then the, you see the new things, and mm-hmm. it just goes fantastic. Yeah. So. The Christmas pod, the Christmas Clatter podcast has been going, going on five years now. Yeah. I know I have had the feeling of when I did mine. Have you? Did you ever think when you started it, you'd still be doing it five years down the line? Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> you know. Because I'm always one of those, I, I'm one of those people, I have lots of different interests and I can kind of, you know, I'll get, I'll, I'll, I'll go like eyeball deep into something and run with it. And then, then I kind of lose interest in something else excites me. But uh, this is one thing that's always just, you know, been real steady. Like, like I alluded to earlier, the, the scheduling has changed on Christmas Clatter because I used to do it all year round. Mm-hmm. And I found that wasn't really the best for, for me to do it because of, trying to find something Christmas to talk about in February, March, April, kind of tough. And so I was kind of forcing, forcing, I felt like I was forcing the issue. So, uh, so I I take, you know, now I'm June or July through December, you know, half the year doing it. And that works great for me. It gives me a chance to kind of stretch my legs on, cause I like to do woodworking Mm -hmm. a lot and, uh, and kind of lets me do that in the spring and summer while the weather is nice here in, in Missouri. And then, uh, um, and then, you know, focus back on, on Christmas that back end of the year. And so, but you know, I, I'm just like, when I first started, I had a, a, a laptop that we had bought the kids years ago, then, <laughs> you know, for Christmas, this old, like little, and it was like 200 bucks and then a little crappy laptop. And mm-hmm. I had a little crappy mic and, and just trying to learn, you know, about editing and all this. I think my first episode was like 13 minutes or something. Oh yeah. Ridiculous like that. And, and I was like, I'll never forget that first like day or week I had it out. I had like 24 listens and I was like, wow, look at 24 people. Like, you know, listen to it and, and stuff. And, and then it started growing from there. And I'm like, I can't believe that people, care what the you know mailman in his basement has to say about christmas <laughs> you know 100 <laughs> percent. and then the wild one is is when you get that first message uh-huh. from somebody that's not in the united states yes that yeah. blows your mind yeah because that happened to me Right, literally, I think it was episode, it was either episode one or two, literally. And I got a message from my my boy, Oli, Oli Sprague, out of Australia. Oh, wow. And I went, what the hell just happened? Because <laughs> it, 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 you, you can't register it right off the bat that yeah. someone in Australia, halfway around the world, is listening to what I'm rambling on about. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, and then they just came in, you know, Ireland, UK, uh-huh. 
um you know it's like holy cow it's but you know then you think about it and it's like okay you bring in you're bringing joy to people everywhere uh-huh you know we get i get a lot of a lot of messages you know because i'll see something come in from you know call it india uh-huh and it's like wait a damn minute huh <laughs> I, you know, I think we actually, you know, depending on what religion of in of the few in India, we in the barbecue world actually cook one of the gods. It's <laughs> what is this? And then you find out it's a it's a service member. Yeah. You know, when they're stationed over there and hey, you know, thank you so much for bringing a little little, uh, yeah. you know, feeling a home over here while we're doing our thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in those ones, they. Yeah. They get you right there. They do, you know. Yeah, that that's why my last episode with Jack over in the UK. That's why I had it at an odd time here in the states. It was like uh, two p.m. Central time, uh, and but it's because I have so many people in Ireland and the UK and even yeah. in Germany that listen that I wanted to be on YouTube live when it was available for them because normally it's like two or three in the morning. Yeah, you know, for them. So I I wanted you know, at least do that so they had the chance to be be there but i'll never forget after my um first christmas of doing christmas clatter in in 2019 i got a message from from um a guy in california that i didn't know at all complete stranger just thanking me for the podcast and how it was like his first christmas without his mom and he's like your podcast really helped i'm like thinking what what did i do you know yeah and uh and I, w- I didn't even have that many episodes that month or anything. And, uh, but you know, he, he just, he just told me how much it helped listening to, to what I had. And, and it really helped him through that Christmas without his mom, that first one. And I was completely floored, you know, and, uh, and, you know, it took me a day or so to get a letter back because I didn't want to just, you know, blow him off or anything and make sure I process it all. And, but I still think about it almost, every time I sit down, you know, to do it because you just never know what people, even with, you know, the barbecue world, you just never know when people mm-hmm. need that escapism. I, I remember uh, to get real personal with you. I remember in 2010, I was going through a divorce and it's before podcast, but I was listening to uh, a lot of uh, like sports radio and stuff. And uh, uh, SVP and Rosilla were on, and I don't know if anybody is familiar uh, with that, but uh, Scott Van Pelt used to do this bit where he'd talk like, you know, in this accent from someone from Baltimore to, uh, and it, anytime Tim Kirchin was on talking baseball and crack him up. And I remember I was delivering mail and I was going through all that crap with that divorce. And he started that bit and I started laughing. I was like hands on knees in someone's yard laughing, doubled over. And and to be honest with you, I started crying because that was like the first time I laughed like that in a long time. Yeah. Because it, you know, going through the divorce and, you know, of course, that means things were crappy for a long time before that. But it was just, you know, that little bit, you know, was just enough to kind of, kind of, you know, completely unrelated to anything I was going through. But it was just enough to, to get me to laugh, to cheer me up, to kind of, you know, yeah. give me a little hope to, to move forward. So. But, oh, absolutely! It's yeah. that that little bit that gives you that. Hey, it's gonna be all right. Yeah, 
you know, get yourself because then you take that process that and okay, let's get back on track. Yeah. Oh, that's a great story. But oh, yeah, I've I found myself listening to things and that's it. I'm laughing hysterically in the truck (laughs) and I'm pulling out and the the homeowners (laughs) coming out and like, Johnny, do I even want to know? I go, (laughs) not on this one. (laughs) Thank the Lord for earbuds sometimes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You know. But oh man! All right, little traditions are always part of Christmas. Yes, and you have a tradition coming up, and if I'm not mistaken, it is December eighth. Yes, correct. Of the becoming actually world famous Cookie Day. Cookie Day. Tell yes. us about Cookie Day. Well, let me take you back to the first Cookie Day. It was my All right. Uh, um i I just got back home from after my first semester of college and my mom was baking christmas cookies and so i was sitting in the kitchen eating them as they were coming out and eating on the dough before they were going in you know as a as a as a good son would do and my sister was there and, and um we were just talking and chatting and uh my sister calls down uh to uh, my mom's church and uh, our youth pastor dave who was a good friend of mine answered and she's like hey dave mom's making cookies do you want some he's like your mom's making cookies i'll be right there so so he comes up and we spent the afternoon just laughing and talking and eating cookies and all this we're like this is so much fun we have to do it you know next year so we did we planned it and a few more people showed up Fast forward all the way to now, my mom, like I said, she puts up 25 trees. She decorates the house like Hallmark movie and we make cookies and we just have an open house and invite whoever wants to come, whoever can make it, you know, you come in and, uh, and grab some cookies, visit, you know, slow down a little bit, you know, take some time to, you know, chat. You know, meet somebody new, walk around, look at the Christmas decorations, grab a cup of coffee or milk or a cider, you know, and uh, just enjoy. And, you know, this year we're going to have 28 different kinds of cookies, probably about 5,500 individual cookies. And uh, and it's going to be a blast. You usually have about 200 or 250 people come through. The only thing we ask is you sign the guest book when you come in, just so yeah. we can keep track of how many people come through. We even did a cookie hall of fame where we had people vote on cookies and in the top I think six made it into the cookie hall of fame, which only means that they just get put on a different counter and marked as hall of fame cookies. <laughs> but it was, it was something fun to do. And, and, uh, there's people that, you know, I only see on cookie day. And then, so we catch up, yeah. or, you know, or there's people that only met at cookie day and became friends. And then there's times that, you know, a friend of mine's like, I'm talking to somebody and, and, uh, and they go off and, and you know look at something else. And a friend of mine's like, "Who was that?" And I'm like, "I have no idea who that was." <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> so, uh, but yeah, it, it's a lot of fun, and and uh, we'll be doing it uh, again this year. I'm I'm not sure how many more cookie days my mom has left in her, but uh, ho- hopefully many, many more. And because I just don't know if it's something that me and my sister will be able to keep up without her or not. Now, when does it? preparation start because you just said you know 28 Mm -hmm. different kinds of cookies right but you were saying 
over 5,000 total cookies. Right, right. How long does it take to make 5,000 cookies? Well, most of the cookie dough is freezable. So in August, my mom will make up the cookie dough and freeze it. Okay. And then um, the ones that are not freezable, she'll make um, the week of. And she'll she'll make all of them the week the week of. Um, with with cookies, the, the great thing is if if you f- if you find a Tupperware and you can stack the cookies in there and put a piece of wax paper on there and a piece of cheap white bread, it keeps them fresh forever. Yep. And so she can make them on the week before, and everybody I think they just you know were made that day or the day at, you know day before. And uh, so we'll do that and. And, uh, we used to do it the, the, the week right after Thanksgiving that got to be pushing it a a little bit. So we decided to leave that, that week open and move it back, you know, so. And yeah, yeah. that, and like, like you said, the, the people coming in and people look forward to it. Yeah. You know, it's people you literally see once a year. Yeah. And last year at cookie day, a uh, a mutual friend of ours yep. made the trip to Cookie Day from uh, Tennessee. Our friend Ken Smith, yep, from the North Pole News Dispatch podcast, uh-huh. and also faces to places. Yes, you know, um, he, how did he like it? Oh, he, you know, he, he was blown away. I I had asked him, you know, I had asked him, you know, kind of tell me what you know, what he was expecting, you know, before he went and then got his reaction afterwards. And he's like, it just blew me away, you know, and, and stuff. In fact, he's coming back this year. Again. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, I've already talked to him. He's going to come back again this year, but he's like, it was just so much fun. He's just like, you know, everybody, you know, just talking with, of course he likes to visit. He's like us. He likes to talk and visit. So, oh yeah, you know, so what better way to do it than a cup, cup of coffee and a cookie in your hand and, you know, Staying around a Christmas tree or two or twenty-five and uh, and enjoy it and, <laughs> and uh, it's it's a uh, it's a lot of fun and it's different crowds come through you know you kind of have a morning crowd and it kind of breaks for lunch and then afternoon crowd then once school lets out it's a uh, it can be a little bit crazy in there because you know my kids and my nieces like to invite yeah. their friends and you know kids love cookies but uh, yeah it's it's always a uh, it's always a good time. Um, it's, uh, Something that everybody, you know, they're always asking, "When's Cookie Day?" You know, and <laughs> I can't say I blame them. We we also make deliveries. You know, there's certain friends that have to work, and I'll take some to the big old thing of them to the post office. You know, for 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 uh, my, my coworkers there, and then some people work at a pharmacy. We have a local Christmas store called the Yule Log Cabin. We'll run some out to Joni and uh, their crew and and stuff. So just to you know, we'll run some some down to the police station, and then there's usually a lot of leftover cookies. Um, my mom's she's just a good old Southern cook, so when she cooks, you know, for one, she's cooking for an army. Yeah. And, and uh, there's a local uh, um, or just slip my slip my mind. Um, oh man, I, I'm or it slipped my mind. It's a local. Um, Oh, uh, 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 
Gosh, it'll, come. It's, it'll come. It'll yeah, come. It's a local rehab, rehab. <laughs> you know, for 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 men that are are uh, you know getting off drugs and alcohol. So um, they usually have like 125 men there, and so after cookie day and stuff, all the leftovers we towed up and take up there. And from what we hear, it's like piranhas. They're kind of all gone because those guys, you know, they're away from home and stuff. So to yeah. get some, get some of that uh, homemade Christmas goodness is a, is a real treat. So nice. Yeah. So nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, struggle with rehab there for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it happens. You know, it, it, oh, yeah. it's, it's right here, then it's uh-huh. gone. Then eventually it comes back and you got it. To, yeah, heck, it happened to me earlier. Yeah, with the, with the Christmas tree. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're I'm, um, actually I, I I talked to Ken the other night, and we're gonna be doing one, an episode uh, next Sunday. Oh, nice to talk in. Uh, you know, he was talking about actually coming up this way during the summer. Uh huh. And uh, do do some cooking, and we'll do a couple different podcasts yep. with him and. And I'm like, oh, Ken, I got a restaurant up here that'll fit the Faces to Places podcast too. He's yeah. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. He's all excited. So Ken's a legit cook. He's a legit. Yeah, we are. I met Ken through a, a friend of mine, Steve Ray, uh-huh. from the Owls Nest Barbecue, and uh, and Ken was in the chat. So you know, that's how it happened. Just yep. hanging out during one of the shows in the chat, and that you know, got to meet so many people that yep. way absolutely so it'll be good to catch up with ken um all right christmas music all right you've done something this year and if in the past years you've kind of had a ranking system Uh going on but you've taken it to a new level now yes that it's available to everybody Uh uh-huh tell us about the spotify Christmas song list. All right. Yeah. The essential Christmas list or Christmas music list. The essential Christmas playlist. I think is what it's called officially. The essential Christmas playlist. Yeah. I've done shows where I've ranked the Christmas songs based on like popularity, you know, based on what I think, you know, based on whatever's. Mm-hmm. And then that that led to well, what would be the Christmas songs that I would say would be essential for Christmas? And that started last year. So all this year, when I was you know not doing episodes, I was like thinking about this, and it's like I had to define what essential was. But there was different ways to do it. It could be one of those things that you just have to have, you know, for Christmas. Well, that that's really can be even though Christmas traditions are generally the same. For individuals and individual families, there's songs that I just got to hear that song, you know, yeah. it'd be Christmas. Well, then it's like, well, then what if an alien came down from Earth, had no idea what Christmas was, what songs would you give them to describe what Christmas was? And then, so I decided just to kind of go with both, you know, on those. So I, in trying to explain it, I just said, you know, and I, I contacted a bunch of Christmas podcasters and music fans and people that are professional musicians to get their opinions too. And it's just not all mine. Mm-hmm. And so to, to sum it up, it's just, these are the Christmas songs I deemed essential. And now that now I had another problem. Well, which versions do I use? 
because there's lots of versions of all the Christmas songs, mm-hmm. some way more iconic than others, but some equally as iconic as others. And the example I always like to go to is, is White Christmas. You have Bing Crosby, White Christmas, definitely essential. You have to have it. Mm-hmm. But the Drifters also have a version that's different, but also equally as essential. You know, uh, so what I did is when the, a song was deemed essential, there could only be two artists with a version of that song. And uh, that way I don't have a lot of, you know, just, you know, I don't have 27 different white Christmas. Right. Yeah. You know, because I wanted it to be, and it, if you if you listen to playlist, it's definitely one to shuffle because songs will be the same back to back because of the way I listed them. And, uh, and so I went through and I think I ended up, and then I was going to try to do like 101 essential and then that just wasn't going to work. So I ended up with, um, 120, if you count each artist renditions as a single song, hundred, like 120, uh, songs. And I had, I should have had all the stats pulled up, but there, you know, um, Bing Crosby was the most, uh, on their artist on there the most with nine times, you know, Frank Sinatra, Nat King Cole, Dean Martin, uh, they were on, you know, there multiple times. There's lots of people there on there twice, you know, and, and, and then a bunch of single, you know, people that are on there just once, but, uh, and then I just put them in, I, 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 I copied and paste them into a random, um, name on the internet and, mm-hmm. and just, spun the wheel and whatever name put up is that that was the order i listed them in that way it's not a ranking it's not the best it's not not this it's a list you know so and uh it was a it was a lot of it was a lot of work but it was a lot of fun and and also we talked about you know over in the uk and stuff i was real cognizant of songs that they love and that are essential to them uh that maybe here in the states we we know them but we kind of overlook them, you know, because that it's a big part of their Christmas as well. Yeah. And, uh, in, in same, you know, down under in Australia, New Zealand, that kind of thing, because, you know, I want them to, um, you know, have some, I, I want it, I wanted the list and I think it really worked out. I wanted the list to be where it's like, Oh, there's a lot of stuff that's familiar and makes me feel like Christmas, but there's a handful or so of songs that may be a little bit newer to the listener. And I, I think I, I think I was able to, um, to, to, to throw it on there, uh, you know, and, and actually do it because there was a couple of songs from people that have been on my podcast that aren't real big known names in the music industry that have wonderful Christmas songs that really capture the spirit. And so I, I just threw them on there too. And, and not because they're friends of mine or anything, but because I really thought that they were worthy of it in, you know, um, there's a song Jingle Jangle by Ray Stevens that gets licensed in like all kinds of Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. So he's probably heard it and just never realized it's in, yeah. you know, it's been in like Noel, you know, on Disney Plus and uh War with Santa or not War with Santa, uh, War with Grandpa and uh Black Christmas and it's been in all kinds of stuff, you know, and it's like so it's probably one of those that you've probably heard, never really realized you heard it because it's on the background of movies and stuff. But yeah. yeah that's one that's on there as well yeah and of course over your shoulder on the albums you got the iconic vince garaldi trio yeah better known as the charlie brown soundtrack yep 
Yep. He's, you know. he's got some appearances on there. Uh, also behind me is Home Alone. And that was another fight I had. It's like, do I put any movie soundtrack stuff on there? You know, because there's a lot of great instrumental stuff from like Home Alone and, and things that could be on there. Or, you know, The Nightmare Before Christmas has some songs that people really love. Mm-hmm. I decided to leave just movie specific stuff off. I know Charlie Brown is, is a TV special, but you know, but it kind of stands on its own. You'll hear it on Christmas radio. You know, oh, yeah. you don't necessarily hear John Williams on, you know, on Christmas radio. So. Yeah. yeah. Now, like with you, you know, saying Christmas radio now with, you know, obviously Spotify, but uh-huh. um, the the Sirius XM, yeah, they go haywire now. Yeah, um, you know, of on the on the in the truck, I can get four different stations. There's a Hallmark, there's a Holly, there's a Joy, uh-huh. and the Christmas Traditions, mm-hmm. which the tradition Christmas Traditions channel is actually available all year long. Mm-hmm. The rest of them came out. I want to say uh, November eighth was when they actually kicked off. But they have you know a country Christmas, Motown Christmas, yep. Latin. They have a rock and roll Christmas mm-hmm. one, which can get interesting. Yeah, uh, like the band Cheap Trick. Yep, their iconic "I Want You to Want Me" song. Mm-hmm. They changed that up to "I Want You for Christmas." Uh-huh. It's the exact same song, note for note. <laughs> they just changed the words, which was awesome. But the one that really blew me away was Rob Halford, uh-huh. lead singer of Judas Priest. Yep, came out with a Christmas album. I want to say two years ago, mm-hmm. and it's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. Some of the songs he, he, because yeah, he's the, uh, referred to as the metal God, uh-huh. but his voice, the ranges he can hit. Yeah, he's incredible. He can do numerous Christmas ones and he does. Like yeah. he does a version of Oh Holy Night that it's out of this world. So folks go try to find it. Mm-hmm. It will blow you away. Yeah, don't you don't know. sleep on the Twisted Sister Christmas album either. Yes, that is Twisted an excellent Sister, album. Their, um, their deck the halls is probably one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah, you know, and then you know they they have a lot of the traditional mm-hmm. ones. You know, the Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Yeah. Uh, you know, Paul McCartney, John Lennon. Yeah. You know, they have all those. Bruce Springsteen. That you know the ones you've heard for years, but they'll throw a couple in there that. You know, there's a little spoof one from Blink-182. Uh-huh. You know, and, uh, oh, here we go. Here's my second moment of the day. Um, the, ah, she's married to Blake Shelton. Oh, um, Gwen Stefani. Gwen Stefani. You know, they had some, uh, when she, she started with No Doubt. Uh-huh. You know, that they were kind of almost, you know, punk rockish. Yeah. You know, um, you know, heck, the Ramones mm-hmm. have, uh, what is it? I, I don't want to, Christmas, I don't want to fight tonight. Yeah. You know, th- you know, things like that. But 
obviously you're going to have a certain answer for this one. But when is the appropriate time for Christmas music to start playing? Whenever you feel like it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it just whenever you need to listen to it, listen to it. Yeah. You know, I I used to years ago I used to wait till like July. But now I save all what I call like the the heavy hitters, all the bings and the Frank Franks and Deans and Nats and all that. I save those for around the holidays because I don't want to get tired of them. Yeah. But there's like you were alluding to, there's so much Christmas music out there that if you need a little bit in February or March, you know, you can find it. And that's when I that's when I'll listen, you know, to a lot of the stuff that doesn't get played a whole lot you know like the rock stuff or even hip-hop stuff i'm not a big hip-hop fan but i always like keeping you know keeping on top of what's what's there you know and or the some of the deep country stuff or the independent artists that kind of thing but uh you know i don't want to talk pandemic but you 2020 and you know april you know hallmark went back to christmas movies and radio stations went back to playing christmas music because there's some kind of you know peace or hope yep. or familiarity or relaxation that comes with it so if you find yourself needing a little bit of it you need a little christmas now don't 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 hesitate <laughs> you know that's it yeah that's it you know we've been um here at the house i've been rolling a lot of the um i've been a i've been a parrot head since birth oh yeah you know but you know jimmy buffett's he has two christmas albums uh-huh. And his version of Melakaliki Maka yep. is one of the best I've ever yeah, heard. Is. You know, so, you know, it's just so much fun with them. But that leads to the Christmas specials and Christmas movies. Oh, yeah. So let's stir the pot here okay. eventually. That chili pot. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, Obviously, you have all the Christmas specials, the Charlie Browns, uh-huh. the holidays, the, um, you know, the variety shows we alluded to earlier, the Dean Martin, mm-hmm. you know, Christmas specials and the, you know, the Bob Hope Christmas specials, mm-hmm. things like that. But we have the, I like to call them the timeless, the Rankin Bass. Yes. So the... You know, the year without a Santa Claus, Santa Claus is coming to town, little drummer boy, Mm -hmm. all of those are timeless. What's your favorite of the, you know, the TV Christmas specials? Oh, definitely Charlie Brown. I'm a big Peanuts fan anyway. Mm -hmm. Definitely Charlie Brown. Um, Rudolph uh, holds a special place. Um, but one that I kind of remember the most as a kid was Frosty the Snowman. You know, that was one that that I really look forward to, and uh, and that's kind of one that is the most nostalgic for me. Other than that's the one I remember most when I was younger. But they all kind of hit home, you know, that nostalgic factor. But uh, since I gotten a little older, one that I really just love and came out in '77 is uh, Emmett Otter Jug Band Christmas. I love Emmett Otter, and uh, that's my favorite of all time. Yeah, it's yep. it's probably mine too now. 
but I didn't discover it till, you know, I was older because I didn't, we, I didn't grow up with cable TV because my mm-hmm. dad worked for C, a CBS affiliate. So he's like, we're not getting cable. That's the, <laughs> yeah. you know, so, um, and then, uh, one, I, another one I discovered that I, I watch a lot is, uh, from Newhart. Uh, yeah, they're, they had a Christmas episode in like 83 or something that is just fantastic. Oh, so, so funny, so hilarious. And, and I love that show Newhart and uh love bob newhart anyway but uh th- those are ones you know from the tv side that i just gotta see all the time you know yeah. especially around the holidays take a, take a little bit of time to watch them oh yeah but it's funny you, you know you said uh emmett otta you know uh, and there is in that effort and in that special there is the barbecue connection yeah with the barbecue song yep so definitely but, so but you know, like I said, I I would watch those, and I still I still watch them today. Yeah. And I've gone out and bought and rebought mm-hmm. the DVDs and things because you know they get beat up over the years, and yep. the kids started watching them, so they're mm-hmm. all they're laying on the floor, mm-hmm. they get scratched. But you know they love them, and of course you know I had to uh, uh, break it out. You know the snow mice. Oh yeah. You know, he did that, and I got his brother to heat my upstairs. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's it's just those special things that you know you pass down from you know the stuff that we would watch as kids, and now our kids are watching mm-hmm. them, and you know their their mainstays around the Christmas season that you need to be you need these. Yeah, you know, and you can have the Trisha. Like I walked, I I pulled in last night, and I just hear laughter out in my driveway. I'm hearing the howls coming from inside of the house, and I come up, and my wife and the the two kids that they, they're watching Home Alone too, <laughs> you know, and it was like, oh, yeah, it's perfect, 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 you know. Um, what other Christmas movies? Uh, okay, the timeless, the Christmas Carol. Uh huh. So many versions have been put out there. Mm-hmm. I have my favorite. What? What about you? What's your favorite version of the Christmas Carol? And I'm go- I'm gonna preface it by you cannot say the Muppets version <laughs> because the Muppets version it's again is timeless, far superior it, than all the others. <laughs> it really is because if you think about it, you know, it's a dark story. Yeah, you know, um, you know, it leads to a quote unquote happy ending, mm-hmm. but the whole story is very dark. Having the Muppets do it adds that light thing the whole time. Yeah. Um, but so the I, so I guess the regular theatrical versions, which would be your favorite? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's probably a toss up between I can't remember the year the black and white one with uh, Alistair Black as Scrooge. Or the one with uh, George C. Scott, which I think is actually technically a TV movie, but yeah, it, it's still a movie. Um, 
it'd be a toss up between those two. And I probably would lean towards George C. Scott just because I, re- I just remember it coming on when I was a kid. Yeah. And, oh, it, it kind of, when I was little, it scared me, you know, in some part. Oh, yeah. So there's a lot of nostalgia pull on that one. Uh, if, if I couldn't pick them up, it's, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, those two, those two by far. And beyond those, it kind of, the, the Christmas Carol movies kind of go downhill pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. So. Yeah. But no, I agree. The George, the George C. Scott one is well, my favorite. And I was, I actually finally got it last year. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and we watched it. I had brought, was able to find it on, um, before we moved up here. Uh-huh. Um, I guess when we were in the big cities, they, uh, it was easy to find with cable, you know, yeah. the, the search. And yeah. so we had watched it a couple times with the kids. And, yeah. but now since we're up here in the, in the woods, in the lakes region, um, there's only a few cable providers and, you know, looking at social media, they ain't that great. Right. But everything you find now is streaming anyway. Yeah. It has completely changed. So, yeah, you know, to find all that stuff. Yeah. I also like the George C. Scott one because it, it reminds me of my, my dad because every year it would come on, my dad would go, is that Johnny Cash? <laughs> Every year, Actually, you know, something now that you say it, wow, yeah. So, every time I see it, I think, Is that Johnny Cash? <laughs> you oh, know? that's hilarious! Yeah, yeah, that's every hilarious. year. Was uphill. I think he just would say it just to just to say it at that yeah. point. Um, all right, here comes the controversy already. Beans in chili in the barbecue world. Yes. I, I need to know a little bit more about this. I, I, okay. I, I, won't, I make really good chili. I once won a chili competition. Okay. So I need to know, is it is it beans or no beans? I have my if opinion. You, if you ask me my opinion, beans in chili. Thank you. You know, you go to Texas, it's sacrilege. No beans. What I've come out of so many discussions, what it really comes down to is like most things. A, it's regional. Mm -hmm. B, it's what you grew up with. So it's what mom or dad made. Yeah. So my mother made chili with beans. So my opinion is, Beans are in chili. Yes. But, but oh, man, the conversations that have happened, the discussions, <laughs> it is sickening. We will spend three, four hours discussing this. Uh-huh. My fr- a good friend of mine, Johnny Stewart, Chef Johnny, uh, he has a YouTube channel, Texas-style barbecue and cuisine. He, um, he'll text me out of the blue. No uh-huh. beans in chili, just oh, yeah. to just to make me laugh, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So it comes down to the question: Die Hard. Yes. Why is it a Christmas movie? And and it was funny because it sparked me the other night. One of my old producers popped up when I was talking about the December episodes are coming. They won't be live; they'll be recorded and. 
and all of a sudden he popped up. He goes, when is the Die Hard a Christmas movie episode coming? Mm-hmm. I, I go, it's on its way, Ben. I go, relax. But a Christmas movie. Okay. I can see how it is. Yes. I can see both sides of it. Okay. You know, because obviously with your show and a bunch of the others, it is a topic. Mm-hmm. You know, it's based on the Christmas party or Christmas Eve, but it's the action film. But it's based just because of it is a Christmas party mm-hmm. on Christmas Eve that makes it a Christmas movie. Um, it it's more than that because the okay. whole soundtrack the whole soundtrack is Christmas as well. Um, it's not like Lethal okay. Weapon. It's not like you know the first Lethal Weapon takes place at Christmas time. Um, and full disclosure, my my criteria for a Christmas movie is real vague. It just means it has to have some Christmas in it. That and that's just that's a story for another day. But uh, you know, Die Hard, the, the the whole soundtrack is Christmas based. All the instrumental musicals is all Christmas based. Let, let I didn't me know uh, that. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, let me describe this plot to you, okay? Um, there's a, our main character is separated by his self by himself from his family, and thieves are trying to rob the building that he's in. So he sets a bunch of traps for them, gets under their skin, only to be saved by uh, a person that he befriended. Uh, that lives outside the building. Did I just describe Die Hard or did I just describe Home Alone? Todd, you're going to laugh. I literally just jotted a note down to bring up as a point <laughs> Home Alone. Home Alone. Uh-huh. So Die Hard was the basis of Home Alone. Well, I, I don't know. About- Christmas. We're, we're yeah. kind of in that six degrees of Kevin yeah. Bacon thing yeah. right now. Yeah, very, very close. <laughs> it, it's And if you dive real deep, because I always ask people, what well, do you think Home Alone is a Christmas movie? And they're like, yes, of course. They're the same movie. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's John wow. McClane. It's John McClane and Kevin McAllister. You know, they they both want their families back. Kevin's like, I just want my family back. And John's like wanting to reunite with his wife, Holly. Her name's Holly you know, for, for <laughs> goodness sakes, you know, you have thieves trying to rob, you know, you, you have John getting on their nerves and doing things. Kevin does the same thing. You know, you have Joe Pesci out there giving it the old Yo Samity Sam treatment, you know, uh, with traps and all this stuff. And then, you know, at the end, you know, the, the neighbor whacks the wet bandits on the back of the head with the shovel to save Kevin. Well, then, uh, then Al, uh, Mr. Winslow, most people know him as Mr. Winslow, you know, shoots the, the lone bad guy that, that raises up to, to that's going to shoot John in the back, you know? So yeah, yeah it's all, wow. Yeah. I think there's, I, I had them listed uh, somewhere. I, I couldn't find it. I tried to find it real quick. Uh, there, I ended up with like 27 similarities between the movies as far as plot points and things. And so I, I, I never that. put those together. Yeah. Yeah. And so I always tell people, if you think Home Alone is a Christmas movie, then you got to think Die Hard is. It's, it's intellectually dishonest. 
And then a lot of people was like, well, it's an action movie. It's like, well, it can be an action movie and a Christmas movie. It doesn't have to be one or the other, you know, because Christmas movies can be, you know, comedies or dramas or, you know, it's just, uh, but yeah, it's, it's definitely Christmas movie. Wow. <laughs> wow. 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 Todd. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you have officially on 11:41 a.m. on November 26th, you have officially changed my mind on Die Hard being a Christmas movie. People are going to go out of their minds. If you go back into the previous four Christmas episodes uh-huh. or Christmas seasons of my of this show, the Pit Life Barbecue Podcast, I am adamant Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. So here it is. You're hearing it first. Die Hard is a Christmas <laughs> movie. I never put that combination together of the baseline storyline is the same. Yeah. Of Home Alone. All right. You you changed the, you taught the old dog a new trick. Wow. Because my whole argument was if if Die Hard was a Christmas movie, mm-hmm. so would be the Godfather. Mm-hmm. Because part of that happens. Michael and Kay are walking out of um um I w- wanna say the um The Rockettes. Yeah. When he sees the headline of, you know, and Tom Hagen is carrying the Christmas presents and the the sleigh when he gets picked up, you know, so technically by those standards, the Godfather itself is a Christmas movie. Yeah. But I can't believe this this twist, this turn, (laughs) this, you have converted me, Todd. Well, that's wow. Good. Yeah. See, I, I have, I, my reggae of Christmas movie, like I said, it's, if it has any Christmas in it, like The Godfather, I deem it a Christmas movie. That way I don't split hairs. Yeah. Now, I admit there's some silliness that gets in there because of that. Like, um, 2018, the, the, um, Halloween movie, the kind of the, the remake, nightmare. Like, uh, the nightmare know. before Christmas? No, no, no. Uh, Halloween. In oh. 2018, um, it was kind of like the re redoing of Halloween Two, where Lori strolls older and Michael comes out. Well, her daughter in the movie wears a Christmas sweater the whole time, so I deemed it a Christmas movie because because of that. Like I said, I get silliness because of my rule, but I I get tired of splitting hairs sometimes. They're like, well, it takes place at Christmas, but it's not a Christmas movie. It's like, hmm. but Die Hard definitely for me is full blown absolute christmas movie you know for one the story of you know getting the family back and you know the soundtrack is is all christmas uh takes place on you know christmas eve has a lot of christmas themes in it yes it is an action movie you know but uh and i i think that's what gets people is the action part overshadows the christmas part a little bit um but you never really forget it's christmas 
like lethal, like lethal weapon it's written by shane black who puts a lot of his movies at christmas time there's parts of lethal weapon that you absolutely forget it's christmas you know um, yeah because it's just not as pronounced as it is in die hard you know but uh okay. yeah it's um it's definitely definitely a christmas movie and, and I, i've past couple of years i've taken to that home alone argument and it seems to be pretty effective with people because nobody it says home alone. no it one says home alone is not a christmas movie you yeah. know so. yeah but. well you you officially changed me so you know feel free to gloat about that one because like i said it is on audio video uh -huh. for christmas seasons before each one die hard is not a christmas movie yeah Today, you changed my mind because I cannot argue that. I never thought of the plot line to yeah. Home Alone. So, but yes, Home Alone is a Christmas movie. Yeah. But now, okay, you have officially changed my mind. I I wish this was live because I would have loved to see the chat right now of the smart ass comments. Uh, oh wow. Oh brother. Uh, if you got any comments for, for Johnny, please tag me at uh in them as well. <laughs> oh, but but Todd, man, I appreciate you taking the time to do this oh, on a Sunday morning, Anytime. man. This was awesome. Um, anytime we can, I need to get you on so we can. I think we need to make barbecue in a part of Christmas. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if someone brought some ribs over for Christmas, I wouldn't be mad. Oh, you get a nice cranberry glaze, yeah. yeah. You know, thanks, and I need to tell you, know. you about, I need to tell you about my cherry pie baked beans. Oh, do tell, yeah, yeah. There's, um, there was a video out there of a guy making apple pie baked beans. Oh, yeah, yep, and I liked them but I thought cherries would be better. So uh, I took that recipe that he has on that short. And um, what I did was I just substituted the cherry pie filling for the apple. And then I uh, used chili powder and cinnamon to taste. Mm -hmm. And then um, I split, I think he used two pounds of sausage, breakfast sausage. I do one pound and then a pound of bacon. And, oh. and, uh, and, then, and then cook it. And it is magnificent oh cherry yeah. pie i'm baked writing beans. this down yeah cherry pie baked beans yeah they are so good the cherries to me blend better with the beans than the, than the apple the apple pie baked beans are really good don't get me wrong they are really yeah. good but the cherries to me they just blend better oh yeah i'll i will be trying that out yeah. you better believe it mm -hmm. but no it does it does it does coincide because <clears throat> Especially not a holidays, you know, we had smoked turkeys the other mm -hmm. day and <clears throat> we're getting into a thing of the, the I call it the, the smoker fried turkey. You smoke yep. it to about 120, then finish it off in the deep fryer, get the best of both worlds. But, you know, come Christmas time, you know, you got your, you know, the, the, the prime ribs, the beef tenderloins, the, you know, the racks of lamb. Yep. All on smokers and grills. Yeah. Just saying. We we can combine genres here. I love yep. we're we're making we're making we're knocking doors down, brother. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I'm I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I'm, oh, I'm that, 
too much of a cook, but I do enjoy eating. So, well, me too, me too. <laughs> but, but Todd, man, like I said, thank you so much. This has been an absolute blast. So much, and and you you changed me. You you, you scrooged me. <laughs> you scrooged me. Wow, I love it. I love it. But where can everybody find you, uh, social media wise? You know, I'm, YouTube, all that good stuff. Yeah, I'm on a uh, Christmas clatter at all places, but the easiest way to get there would just be christmasclatter.com. And that's the website, and it's got all the links to YouTube to the different social medias. Um, I'm more active on Instagram and Facebook. I got a Twitter account, but I ain't been there or whatever it's called now. I ain't been there in a while, but uh, uh, but yeah, YouTube Christmas Clatter, Google it, and I'll be there. So beautiful, yeah. like I said, folks, check it out. Um, I enjoy, I really enjoy it. Uh, Todd does a great job with it. It's fun. It's informative. Uh, you know, backstories, stuff, and uh, and if you feel it, you know, if it catches you, get ready because it's a it's a rabbit hole on the other ones too. It's there's music ones, you know, tinsel yeah. tunes. Um, you know, you had said um, Christmas past. Yeah. You know, with all those uh, next week's guest, Ken Smith. His North Pole News Dispatch, he's taking it to a, yeah. a whole different level I love, I love of storytelling mm -hmm. in, in regards to real everyday events, Christmas events and yep. stories. Yep. Um, he's done a great job with that. And like I said, we'll get into that with him next week. But uh, but yeah, guys, check it out, the Christmas Clatter podcast. Um if you're a Christmas fan like me, you won't be disappointed. And, you know, you do a great job, brother, and and keep it up for, for many more years coming, brother. Uh, I'm going to try my best. Uh, for those interested, uh, in my next episode, I'm actually going to have my mom on as a guest. Oh, really? Yes. So. Nice. Yeah. Now, when you do it on YouTube, that is Wednesday nights, Wednesday 9 night, Eastern. 9 Eastern. So it'll be on the. November 29th, 9 Eastern. So if you get to hear this before then, we'll be there. If you don't, it'll be there as a replay. You can go check it out. So Awesome. Yeah. Awesome, Todd. Well, man, thank you so much, um, guys. That was awesome. And good luck. Yes. Rest up. Yes. We're both going to need it. We yes. know what is ahead of us. We have a single goal is to get to December 23rd. Yes. Because Christmas Eve actually falls on a Sunday, which is tremendous. Wonderful. Yes. I don't think it has falled on a Sunday since 2005 or yeah, 2006. Long, yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah. It has. So yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to this one, but stay safe out there, brother. You too, man. Get the job done. <laughs> you know, but guys, thanks for tuning in. Um, thank you again, Todd. Thank you to everybody. The Christmas season has have come upon us. We're kicking the door down with Todd. And uh, we're going to have some fun episodes the rest of the way. So tune in, like I said, every Monday night, 8 o'clock, and catch the audio on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get um, your podcast. So until next week, keep the smoke rolling.